Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. yeah. This is Geopolitical Strategies Part 2, if uh, this was a direct sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already talked about what kind of a sequel this is. But Detente. Okay. Um, can you introduce Detente to me? Because I yeah, don't know that, who that's exactly. is. Sorry. Okay, so, is the easing of strained relations, especially in political situations. And so the red telephone was an example of that. Oh, so Detente is a concept, not an author. No, oh, no, no, yeah. Detente is a geopolitical strategy. So the three ones that we're going to be, that, that I've discussed. Okay. The first one was isolationism, which was basically our policy in general until World War II, World War II yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so, um, detente would be the next one, which is okay. the one that we're discussing now. This is a... a Global strategy. Yeah, geopolitical strategies. Oh. Okay. And then and but what's interesting is that there's three that are and and they all sort of relate to mm-hmm. the invention of the bomb. Because okay. there's detente, and then we'll get into detail about what rollback is later okay. on. But rollback is essentially regime change. It's the war in Iraq. Okay. And so but back then it was called rollback. Now we don't just just don't give a fuck. We're just like we're changing that regime, you know. And and regime you mean is like, like two thousand and three Iraq invasion. Yes, kind yeah. Of. Not like, the not the first weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I don't care if the anyway. says they're not there. We're going in. Yeah. So detente. Yes, as a global strategy. Okay. So the red telephone after the Cuban Missile Crisis of nineteen sixty two was basically like we said a direct phone line between DC and uh, Moscow. Mm-hmm. And it was installed to na- enable quick communication and reduce the chances of a crisis escalating into an all-out war. And right. so, I what you know what Bear is pointing out is just like the solution was communication, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and like reliable, good communication. Yeah, like right? just like, Not like a bad a connection. Yeah, not, not cell phones. a solid landline <laughs> from. <That> was- <laughs> From Kennedy to Khrushchev. I wonder what uh, what the infrastructural requirements were for that. Just, de- I think... just dedicate one of the lines in that big bundle that they... Yeah. They, I mean, they, they just had a big bundle of wires that went from New York or wherever it went to, to London, or, you know, or whatever. It went across the Trans-Atlantic um, big-ass wire. Which probably yeah. had hundreds of wires <laughs> in it, and they probably were just like, "Hey, phone company, we need one of those dedicated." Jesus, right? That's what they did. They just took a line, and they the only time it was used was when Kennedy called Khrushchev, or Khrushchev called Kennedy. Do you think the phone, like it was a thing where I'm, just, like, I'm making how, how this up? You, I have no idea. I'm no, I'm I, I totally. I mean, understand. that's what a dedicated I, line would be. No, but I would what imagine. I'm saying is like what I'm trying to think of is like. Does that, like, because obviously, if it's only one thing, do you pick it up and it starts to ring on the other side? Or do you have to, like, 
sort of hit a button or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like how could that also go wrong, right? The dog ate the dead. Oh my god. <laughs> Wasn't there also one on Batman though? Like didn't the the, the nineteen sixty six show have uh, a phone that was used to call Batman instead of a, a light? That shone into the sky. I could be. I don't know, but I have the solution. They should have just been put into the same house. Oh shit! (laughs) Roommates, TV TV cameras. (laughs) Can you imagine a a fucking reality show show with Donald Trump, King Jong Un, (laughs) (laughs) and Putin? Maybe politics. Actually, that's what I think we should do. I think we should just cut them loose and give them a show, and then. The world can get back to trying to uh, construct a survivable future. We, we are fucking saving the world right That's now. That's my theory, actually. I have this theory, like, we should just give Donald Trump and whoever else needs a platform. How about we give them Mars man. and then we stay here? And Musk. Mars and Musk. Mars and Musk. Uh, so, detente at this point was presented as an extension of that thinking. So I get so I it's like communication. Yeah, and and de-escalation. Easy, de-escalation I think yeah. would be the main thing. Yeah, and it, it's uh, it was the distinct lessening of the Cold War, which I love as a sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what Just I like the what lessening I heard of, it, <laughs> of the Cold War. I heard a metaphor in the book I was reading today described as two men on a plank that's balanced at a point walking away from each other. Okay. And at some point, that in order to stay in balance, they have to walk in unison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at yeah. some point, they know they're going to break the plank. Oh, okay. So the idea was that they would have to start walking back towards the center together. Because the bombs but they still had, exist. But, but it was like this notion of that you are... You are dancing with another. You actually have to move together. Yeah. It was like one side couldn't move and the other side wouldn't move. No. So this idea of de-escalation had to be a symmetric de-escalation. That's interesting. Or the escalation had to be... You know, in yeah, either yeah, way, e- either you are literally tied to your enemy in terms of that. I mean, it's true of a fight, right? Any fight. No. Yeah. You enter it as some... There is and a I, symmetry I, th- to You it. just made me think of all the <laughs> the fights that escalate to the point of not becoming an actual physical fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's... That dance is definitely there where you sort of both have right. to like... You yeah. both are looking like at each other, in the, each eye, other in the eye. And then you're both of... like, we don't really want to do this, right? But we're still fucking... Ah! <laughs> I don't want to lose face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. So... Um, uh, as a centerpiece of the Richard Nixon's foreign policy. So it began in 1969 uh, and in an effort to avoid uh, the collision of nuclear risks. Okay, that's written weird. But um, you get what I'm saying there, right? What was that, to avoid the collision of nuclear risks? I, I yeah, it's, I mean, it, just to avoid nuclear risk. I think to that's avoid a, type a war. Of, yeah, to just avoid like fucking brinksmanship. I think is what it's Wait, called. Wait, so this is detente. The, detente. The, yeah. Okay. So we're still okay. describing detente. Okay. Um, Which and, it sounds like maybe Kennedy had even attempted in the in after the Cuban Missile Crisis, a sort of similar yeah. thing of like let's turn back from this. This is a I think maybe the dangerous I, path. Yeah. I think I may have already talked about brinksmanship on yeah, another episode. Yeah, brinksmanship sounds like that boardwalk that I was just describing where you just keep walking away yeah, yeah. from each other. That's, that's basically, brinksmanship yeah. is what, uh, the, the yeah. peak of it would have been the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, that was used in the book as well. Yeah. Brinksmanship. It's a good it. fucking... It's a cool word. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it all sound so sexy. Yeah, like or, marksmanship. 
Moore has some really good terminology, like intercontinental ballistic missile. Um, ICBM. Like a cold bowel. <laughs> ICBM like a cold bowel movement. <laughs> um, tension between the U.S. Uh, between the Soviet Union and the U.S. eased a bit. Uh, dialogue with the Soviet government, including uh, so that there was dialogue with the Soviet government, including summit meetings and negotiations over arms control and other bilateral agreements. Detente ended after the Soviet intervention in Afghanistan. So, Soviet intervention in Afghanistan. Nineteen eighties. Yeah. So, so that's again, the Mujahideen. Everything that was is when fucking we, related. But that's dude. when we made the Taliban. Exactly. That's so. <laughs> the making of the Taliban. So I'm just like, it's just so fucking. These bombs have like really. Well, that's history. Well, but then again, this is what we're talking about right there. Like. That's where we figure out how to make war in this post-nuclear era where we just have wars by proxy. Other people. We can't invade each other's lands. Like, we're not going to Russia, yeah. but we're stopping Russia from fucking going anywhere else, right? And then, right. And then NATO is sort of like that too, right? They're kind of enclosing... And, yeah, and, alliances. And alliances and... Yeah. And so they're surrounded by us, and there's sanctions and all this shit. It's just this constant fucking... And look, I'm not being a Russian apologist. I'm just saying, like, let's take a step back and look at everything, because we're not good people. (laughs) No, no. We're not the good ones. I heard a really interesting sort of... Well, anyways, I won't even go into that now. It's too much of a digression. Okay, but we're the only ones that have used the bomb. I think we can sum it up (laughs) against another people, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, we talked about it in a previous episode, which I'm sure you know that we didn't have to. There's it's yeah, very well documented absolutely. that there they was were no trying need to surrender. To, they yeah. were trying to surrender. It was really just to show the Soviets that, and to keep them from getting uh, Manchuria and a bunch of other shit that we had agreed to. It was and, territorial. Yeah, it was territorial and posturing. And, and then, and uh, I think also the Russians had just invaded. Japan, mm-hmm. or the, or they were worried about. No, it it was the same day, and they surrendered because of that. And then mm-hmm. history says that they surrendered because of and, uh, of the bomb, which is like. Fucking and that's crazy. also when they decided that the pres only the president can drop the bomb because prior to that, the U.S. Air Force was in charge of the bombs. Yeah. Do you know? And, this, do you know uh, Curtis LeMay? Uh, no. Oh wait. Yeah. Uh, the demon LeMay. He's God, the guy. That sounds very familiar. He's one of the Maybe guys that's quoted as saying that we didn't need to use it. But he fucking, he's one of the... Was he an Air Force yeah, he was, general or something? He, he's, yeah, he was the guy that okay. turned around the war effort. Because prior to that, there was a specific approach to bombing uh, that didn't involve uh, factories. And, like, basically, he just fucking leveled cities. Well, the, yeah, the firebombing fire of bombing, Tokyo. Yeah. Like 250,000 people killed in a single night. Yeah, and that's the other thing that, like, the Japanese didn't realize the the damage the bomb had done until, like, a lot... It was only gradually that they realized that, uh, because... But that wasn't even the, that wasn't even the atomic bombs. No, 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 no I'm saying... incendiary bombs, like, that's, a month that's, before or whatever. That's why, that's why they didn't recognize it, because they didn't realize... Oh, they Because were like, cities were getting leveled. It didn't matter if it, it was a hundred bombs or one yeah. bomb. It was just, yeah. like, fucking... Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. There are these crazy, um, radio lab, you know that podcast? Yeah, yeah has a really interesting episode about this guy who like basically got um 
through chance, like, was involved in both of the atomic bombs. Mm. And the, the people on the ground definitely, like, knew something was really weird because of just the intensity of the light and the feeling of heat and, you know, and people's flesh hanging off in unusual ways yeah. and all of that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That, that shit's just, like, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it is, it, it has, it is a reality-altering development. In, yeah. in science yeah. it has changed everything everything can point back to that fucking moment where we figured that shit out uh you know and then i'm sure we can you can also pick another moment before that that led to that yeah i, I mean maybe like the but, airplane it used in war was like something kind of yeah and rather and, and you know you can also point to the first world war and be like the that was the uh, uh, evolution of in war but yeah the machine gun the machine the gun gas. the tank the gas, poisonous um, but gas. But I think that, like, just fucking absolute game changer. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, I mean, hey, Javier overstates is the there, obvious. On, is it Yuval, uh, Yuval Harari? Is that the guy who wrote Sapiens? Didn't at the end of Sapiens, did you read that book? No. Um, he, like, made some argument that the atomic bomb actually made the second half of the 20th century one of the more peaceful times in history. Was that like it was no longer possible for empires to wage wars with each other because of the existence of the atomic bomb? Yeah. So actually, the atomic bomb was uh, a restraint on man's, I don't know, whatever you call that, war impulses. It restrained yeah. them. But, I mean, I, I think there was a lot of talk in the lead up uh, in some of the stuff that I was, uh, it like uh, the world set free. Mm -hmm. about that like i think pre it's interesting pre um atomic bomb there's a lot of utopian literature a lot of like science fiction is about utopia and all of that mm -hmm. and i think mm -hmm. after the atomic bomb all of that notion that like like i think before the atomic bomb there was this idea that mm. reason interesting could win right and, right, and right. that everybody could be brought to believe the same thing and that's basically like utopian ideals are kind of fascist collective yeah collective a and human a, collective and yeah. a, where, where there's no conflict because everybody agrees but i think i i think you know postmodernism is a little bit more um selective in what it believes and you can it, you're it's a little bit more a la carte what uh what uh you subscribe to in general right and i think mm -hmm. that that because of that that m our, our idea right now like maybe future generations will look back and be like oh that's not the case that's ridiculous mm -hmm. that's such mm -hmm. a uh 2018 way of looking at it but i think mm -hmm. that like now we just don't see that as a reality because we've sort of accepted like i you know like racism is is fucking still real after we've had a black president. But do you mm -hmm. remember? Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of that shit was mostly rhetorical, where they were like, "Oh, it's a post racial society." It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, look at the prison population. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you think it's a post, look at who's in power. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, and look at what he's able to do for people. You know, like he's even he is constrained by. This the, is Barack yeah. Obama. Yeah. Like you know, he's. I mean. I think a lot of people were disappointed with like the banking and all of that shit. Like people just not getting yeah. punished for that, and 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 yeah, so I think that was Democrats a big, now that feel that was a big that was a big message that he sent. 
to no, the and culture in a I, way. I think that's a message that yeah. whether or not he intended to send it, especially when he retired and went and gave two Goldman Sachs speeches, I think that that just really fucked things up for Hillary. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, uh, cause how are you going to say that you're going to be a continuation of that? And like, you know, yeah, um, that's interesting. I mean, it's just the hegemony. It's like, at some point you can't even blame these individuals because they're just products of the system around them. You yeah. know? And it's like, yeah, we can have a cool black president or we can have like an insane or, reality or, TV host, but the forces behind them are actually not that different at yeah. some point. Yeah, and but then there's this narrative in culture right now that even talking like this is like conspiratorial, right? Right. And the idea that there's a right. there's a permanent state, which like is yeah. a t- is a trigger word for people. Yeah. I shouldn't even say that because it makes me sound like a cool. But it may not even be a state anymore. It's just more of like fin- capital. Yeah. At this point, it's capital, really. Yeah. That's that's causing the shape of things, and capital somehow managed to push land and labor completely aside. And now we're sort of seeing the repercussions of that. Yeah. You know, and that's that's thirty and or then, forty that, or fifty years in the making. And then and that's that's you know? one of those things that was like we d- it was done because we didn't want deindustrialization to happen. Now when's the last time you fucking heard yeah. that concept? Like yeah. you know, but that was that's basically mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the democratic legacy. Like yeah. like you, you 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 for generations we have laughed at Republicans for voting against their interests. And I think that the the reckoning that's happened right now, and I'm hopeful because we did win the uh, the midterms, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, or I'm actually hopeful because there was a protest at Pelosi's office, but that's what needs to happen. The Democrats yeah. need to pr- protest against well, the Democrats. Well, the Democrats have moved so far to the right yeah. that they've driven the Republican Party into insanity. Yeah. And they're attacking uh, Trump from the right, you know? Yeah. They're always doing that. Trump ran on some leftist policies. He was saying no trade agreements. That, you know, that... that right. that like the, But it was a scam. It was a scam, <laughs> but that's you know? a fucking... But yeah. It, but so, and that's I mean, why he won. Because he yeah. was providing an alternative to a system that is no longer serving the majority of the citizens. It's serving the richest motherfuckers yeah the richest anyway so last last couple things no dude this is all about digressions i mean otherwise it's just me reading notes Mm -hmm. um so uh detente which uh ended like i said when the soviet union uh it's intervene intervened in afghanistan which is also funny because it's like a historic (laughs) place people get stuck trying to fucking deal with afghanistan yeah afghanistan going back to alexander the great and just like it's a fucking shithole it's a hard terrain yeah so hard terrain this led to the united states to boycott the 1998 no 1998 1980 olympics in moscow um Reagan was elected in 98, running on an anti-detente platform. Well, so, 80, Reagan sorry, was yeah. elected, 1980. Sorry. I'm, like, you're That's catching... That's okay. I'm here to help, No, no, but you're totally catching my uh, trying to be casual and not recognizing that I have to stop and read numbers because yeah, that's yeah. like straight up my dyslexia. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Um, so running on anti-detente platform, 
which marked the close of detente and a return to the Cold War. Right. So, thank you, Mr. Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> Until apparently he saw that film the day after, right? Have you ever, ever yeah, seen that I've film? Yeah, I've heard of it. So, yeah, apparently it was like a network. I don't know if it was an NBC movie or ABC or something. It was like a network television movie that like depicted the idea of like what it would be like for you know, I don't know, 100 nuclear missiles or 1,000 nuclear missiles to be launched in America and vice versa. And uh, after that evening, he was like, I kind of am not so sure if mutually assured destruction is really the best kind of like oh, really? modality. Do by you know what year that to... was? Oh, you'd have to look it up. It's called The Day After. It might be like 1985 or something like that or 86. Well, I think there was also... Um... Uh, a, a sequel to it, which, funnily enough, hmm. is another tie into something that we said about global warming. How it's a it's a parallel like level of destruction, which I but actually like until slow... until we had this fucking conversation, I had never made the connection between the impending crisis and yeah. that. The, but that is there. It's an interesting because one is yeah. immediate and one is slow, but um, right, and one is like incremental and we're all participating in it. and the other one is somehow we feel like a victim of and somehow our taxes are going to it but it's not really like what i don't think the majority of americans really ever wanted right yeah it was some sort of strange posturing empires yeah doing their thing with some <laughs> weird fucking technology yeah like unprecedented technology yeah that, it's fucking insane required all this like weird abstract posturing and whatnot. Yeah, no, I mean, that in a way maybe is like the takeaway from like... Oh, yeah. It would be so nice if we could just start communicating. That's, you know... And that's where, and that's where I really think like we got to to redesign Facebook or leave it, abandon it because it's not communication. It's like, I mean, yeah, I'm still surprised that people use it. Like I, I, you know, um, I, it, it blows my mind. It really does. Well, I think because it's an infrastructure that people have become accustomed to. And a lot of people have it as really an important way of disseminating information about what they do on it. Like, I get that, and, and I think in some ways it functions well as that, but there's these whole other aspects of it that, you know, we sort of talked about. Do you use it at all? I'm off. I actually left Instagram. And Facebook? And Facebook. Okay. And I'm not on Twitter. So you're that follower. I'm gone. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> Anything machine is no longer a thing? No, it's gone. We're not going to plug it at the end? No, it's gone. Oh. Yeah, but you can still plug, uh, I don't know, like Your people website. connecting and... Being making new friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Well, I actually, I just think at some point I also thought of this notion of like that we all are marketers of ourselves as being a very sophomoric way of living in a world. Okay. Like as a teenager, you're like, look at me, I'm I'm new, I'm different, I'm important. It's like stuck in some teenage mentality mm-hmm. where I'm like, if what I do has value. That will be seen and, and it will carry me through my life in certain ways. Like I don't need to spend all of this energy trying to convince people about what I do. Yeah. 
And I, and I just, I think that that's one of the ways that social media has become manipulative, that it's prioritized that. And that actually isn't really people's basic nature. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe why civil, uh, culture is really facing a crisis right now. Yeah. Is because of that misunderstanding of like what you should be using your time for. Is not like talking about how awesome you are, but just living your life and and being awesome and or, or but, trying to be try with that with with the goal of trying to be awesome and realizing that like I'm fallible and I'm struggling and I'm scared and I you know I'm yeah. learning to love myself. I think it's a I I get what you're saying. I mean, and we're definitely a little off topic, but I I, I think I'll it's say. interesting. Uh, yeah. A, a, yeah. Um, I at the same time, it's my main tool for this show, and it's right. how I book people. Right. And so, to right. some Absolutely. degree, I'm using it in a. And so I have a very specific skewed view of Instagram. No, you don't well, have a skewed view. You're just using it as a tool, which is, yeah. No, but I'm just saying, which like, is fine. My, my perception of it is different. Like, it doesn't necessarily, like. Doing the show, I do the the Instagram for it, and that's actually my primary account now because mm-hmm. most of my stories end up being posted on there, and I don't really yeah. necessarily post that much that regularly. Yeah. I want to because yeah. I do think to some degree it's good to show people within your social network yeah. um, how, like, especially as an artist, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I totally respect your decision not to do it because I can see... Especially with your practice, it might be uh, a drain away from time in the studio. Yeah. Right? Where yeah. mine is a little bit... It's be, is evolving into something that's a little bit more about... It's social. Intera- it's a yeah. lot more social for me. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for me, the, re- the rewards of interacting with it are that I am actually meeting people, you know? Right, right. But I can see that that's not necessarily how everybody uses it. And it's interesting. I mean, we definitely talked about it on the show. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing. Um, well, it's just handing over power to a small group of people. Yeah. Because... Well, and then that's that 20, 23 and me thing <laughs> as well. You know, the genetic uh, testing that people are submitting themselves to so that they can figure out... Right. Yeah. Right. It's I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I haven't thought about that. But yeah, I'm sure it's a similar story of where all this information is being gathered for medicine or whatever yeah. commercial. Well, there's this whole school at Stanford called Captology, which okay. I didn't under, I didn't, I'd never heard of before. But basically, it's like the study of designing machines to manipulate human behavior. You know, whether that's like, platforms, programs, or actual robots. Well, yeah. We're way off topic. Nuclear age. Okay, so... Reason and rationale. um, Nuclear tests. I'm going to read you some... uh, a a bit of a list of uh, tests and... Okay. And give you maybe some information on them. Okay. Uh, What what would you think if I told you that a nuclear test was called Operation Sunbeam in 1962? Sunbeam? Does that sound like... I've never heard of it. <laughs> no, I mean, you're not going to have heard of any of these. But, like, flower child, sunbeam. <laughs> it's like uh, the acids of the later 60s. Yeah. They, like, named them after this. <laughs> Maybe. So, Operation Dominic. 
1962 to 1963, and that was a test of 31 um, devices. Operation Fishbowl, 1962, that was... That was Bikini Atoll one? No, I, I, I don't know. Uh, these are just random tests. Wh- which is the mm-hmm. Bikini Atoll one? I don't, I don't know when that occurred. Uh, I may... But it was, the, it was in the Pacific, and it like poisoned whole indigenous populations who lived on those islands for oh. many, many years afterwards. And they're the really famous ones where a lot of people have seen the image of this sort of ring of battleships mm. and you just have this gigantic yeah. detonation in the center and they've taken the picture, you know, pretty soon after it. You see the shockwave going over and wow. they were really Can you imagine big being hydrogen on a fucking bombs. Boat? <laughs> they were those boats got just you know, tipped over and sank. But Oh, okay. The those were like they were part of the leftover tests. boats. I guess yeah. the Navy had. I thought they were like, let's thought, see what it does to it. Yeah, they were part of the test. I thought they were uh, the way that you or that way that I envisioned it, not the way that you described it. I thought mm-hmm. they were that was like the viewing station where mm. all the generals were sitting with binoculars. <laughs> no, they were in ships further out. Okay, or in planes, or yeah. I wonder what like how those were disposable. If there's ships. a wake. Oh, there's a huge tsunami. Ooh. I mean, there's a giant tsunami, and there's this giant shockwave that travels out. And you see all these different things because, you know, they took a good photograph of it. I think that might have been 62, the Bikini Atoll test. Do um, Do you know what a storax is? I don't know. There's an storax, op- no. Operation Storax, nineteen sixty two to nineteen sixty three. That's forty seven tests. Keep reading the names. And these are three three of them at this point in nineteen sixty three are for peaceful use. Okay. And we're gonna start seeing the proportion of which. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that they call them for peaceful use because they're still just testing bombs. Yeah, but they're testing the specific tests are to see if it can be used in Project Plowshare. Okay, so which here, would be, here's so, my Einsteinian answer to that. It's a hell of a way to move Earth. Yes. No, absolutely. When you've got a shovel. Yeah, yeah. You no, know? well, they tried... I, I, I think in one of the, uh, the last episodes, because I'm not seeing it in these notes, uh, I did talk a little bit more about Project Plowshare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And... The basically one of the things they were doing was trying to use it for fracking, so and it just didn't work because it would just irradiate all the uh, oil, the all all the oil, all the product. So it was just fucking crazy. Right. Which is, you know, I mean, it makes sense, right? That's not that like surprising ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Operation Roller Coaster, nineteen uh, sixty three, and that was four tests. Uh, Operation Niblick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, like Niblick? N-I-B-Lick. L-I-C-K. Like with the tongue. Niblick. Niblick. I, I just don't know what, where these names are coming from. So that's 1963 like to art. 1964. It's like art. You know, they're just, they're being artists too. That's yeah, what they're, they're being creating. Uh, so that is... Uh, 41 tests, and in 41 tests, I think it was f- uh, 43 devices were fired. So that shows you that tests weren't always uh, 
you know, a one device. Sometimes they were like, yo, let's fucking... <laughs> Another one. Yeah, I, I think the last episode I was just amused at the idea of having these firecrackers and just like... Yeah, playing with them. <laughs> Why not? Why, well, let's see what three of them does. Um, Jesus. Well, but that's probably fairly accurate to oh, I would the totally mentality yeah. with like... Uh, yeah, the best scientists and the politicians it's, and everyone behind it has this. It's a very fitting uh, imagery. The bizarre. the fucking guy riding the, the the warhead on the way down and from a Doctor Strange, Strange Love. Love. Yeah, yeah T Bone Pickens at the end. <laughs> he finally That's sort gets. Of the attitude, he's though. so committed. It's like yeah. everything is trying to turn him back from dropping that bomb, right? And loses the rate. All this stuff. You get the kill. Oh, I, should, I love I how work. he like throws his hat on and the glee for which <laughs> it becomes real for him is like everybody else is like, oh, this is horrible. And he's just like, oh, man, this is it. <laughs> Damn, you're, uh, you're describing so committed it. To it, it. It makes me want to see it because I haven't seen it in so long. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Sellers. He's Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. Mine, what was it? Mine Furious. I can walk. So sorry, Mr. President. And he has to like pull down his like possessed Nazi arm. <laughs> that. Yeah. So Operation Whetstone, 1964 to 1965. 46 tests, 49 device. Uh, yeah, 49 devices fired. Mm-hmm. And four of those were peaceful. Operation Flintlock. Uh, 1965. That sounds like a good name. Yeah. Flintlock. It sounds... They are... They're just cool. You know? Uh, 47 tests, 49 devices, two of them peaceful. Operation Latchkey, 1966, 1967, 38, 38. So are they traps, you think? What do you mean? Are they, like, trying to make traps, or are they trying to make... I mean... Like, what do you think they were actually trying to make, these guys? What do you think they With were thinking they're making? By doing this, like, what, what do you think was behind their thinking? Because it's not like they were just some cartoon. I mean, they were real men. And there was, think... like, this idea of this collective leftover effort from the war, right? Where everybody... I mean, th- think of what people did during world war two. They like stopped everything, everything and started yeah. sewing uniforms and like women started welding in factories because everyone was gone and dying in Europe or Japan. I don't know. I think that, you know, you're saying, I mean, in my humble opinion, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think it's hard to really understand why the need for so many tests. I think just new developments and refinements would probably be my answer. Yeah. I think early on, but, my, but, my but, guess... But, like, beyond that, right? Like... Oh, like... The rationale. The like, what's the what's the larger... I do think that... I think that... Vision for what's happening. I think that there were maybe some people that understood the uh, fallacy of sort of the the gap the missile gap mm-hmm. and and understood the prep propaganda but i think a lot of people working on it probably didn't i think that there was that was de- just that was their paycheck the co- that was their job oh i don't even you think it was like a pay- paycheck i think it was fucking fear i think that 
I think that a lot of the the people were frightened. Were frightened, and I, I, I mean, yeah, I think that. I think that a lot... Isn't that sort of sad to, to think how related that is to right now? Well, I, I was going to relate it to right now in, in terms of like, I do think that there are a lot of people in, say, organizations like uh, that, are, that are involved in espionage, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. I think that there's this sense of like, you know, to rationalize your existence and your interest mm-hmm. in this thing you have to sort of create maybe a paranoia that isn't necessarily there. And again, that's another thing that ties into yeah. the, to, like, cause mm-hmm. the CIA was founded and mm-hmm. discussed on, a, uh, on one of the other, um, atomic age episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it, it, I think that there was a lot I think right now what would define our times would be the availability of misinformation and the uh, the ability to disseminate media and communicate information at a rate that is maybe unprecedented. I think back then, mm-hmm. uh, information was really hard to get, right? And so... Mm-hmm. I think a lot of where that CIA culture comes from, and there's some validity for it right now, especially with mm-hmm. like cyber uh, mm-hmm. warfare and all of those concerns. But I think this need to know everything, at, right? Because that's what we were fighting <laughs> to some degree. The, uh, the, the surveillance state, fascism and all these things, right? Communism. Co- communism, but also... You know, you're talking about uh, f- uh, the Second World War, so mm-hmm. this is all coming out of that, and that's where mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the CIA comes in. So it's this um, it's this paranoia of the unknown. Whereas now, I think there's a little bit more open communication in general, where you're trying to be sold this idea that the Russians are the villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and then they hacked and blah 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 mm-hmm. but uh, so far you know there's really not like like i think there well, was well they i mean they did but the other way of thinking about that is that we were so vulnerable to it by how collapsed our commons is hold on i, I don't necessarily think that I think that the there is um I think the idea that that hacking in terms of like hack the election No no is, I'm is just mo- turn, in terms loosely, of loosely trying to manipulate okay let yeah, me yeah. define that psyops psyops yeah psyops yeah uh, which should never work unless you're fa- facing yes. a failed state. No, that in is, which case that it really is does a failing work. on your part. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of this idea of of that is is fucking insane to me yeah. because it is such a such a naive perspective of the world, and this is this is coming from our leaders, right? So it's one of two things is happening: either they're full of shit. Or they actually believe the this stuff that they're saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, and that and that they're victimized and they're victims because they were somehow not prepared for this. And so, what what I find fascinating about this 
sort of there <clears throat> there are a set a set of people right now that are of a certain generation and they see a wor- the world the way that this uh what we're talking about right now this like paranoia they grew up during mm-hmm. the cuban missile crisis there was no direct phone line mm-hmm. between the uh, the u.s and moscow mm-hmm. um and so they grow up in this world and like there are parents right mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily fully understand the rate at which like technology has accelerated within our lifetimes mm-hmm. in a way that 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 didn't happen in theirs and they're not you know, like, it's the trope about old people and technology. It's not ageist necessarily. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen to me. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. going to be shit I don't know how to use pretty soon, and I'm going to be very upset about it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, what I'm saying is that, like, I feel like the CIA is maybe run by people that <clears throat> see this world in this very archaic way that is no longer um like do you really need to know everything about everybody no not (laughs) no not individually but collectively if you just figure out these patterns theoretically you can just operate it like an organ yeah yeah but you know what I was going to say to like this sort of this story? I think like the way I'm trying to now connect all these different periods mm-hmm. is this notion of like you have colonialism, 500 years of colonialism, yeah. right? And you start with the very richest people sending armies to Africa to kidnap people. And sell them to other rich people around Europe and the Americas as slaves, right? And this notion of trying to take free labor, figure out a a way of free labor or extracting something. And then you have colonialism and you have like, you know, trying to figure out where are resources and where can we stabilize regimes that are favorable to our interest of taking those resources, Mm-hmm. Right. And you have like kind of this nuclear era, right? Yeah. In Afghanistan and, and wars like that. And now there's been sort of a an ending of that. Like first you had slavery, that's outlawed. Yeah. Democracies say we cannot do that. So then you have sort of places where there aren't democracies being extracted from. And now what's happened is that sort of territory has been eliminated it's been consumed and now which colonialism the extraction of lands away from you so you're the 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 lines are drawn the the lines are drawn and it's sort of like done you can't grow capital that way anymore Mm -hmm. yeah so the colonialists or you can say the like extreme capitalists then they turn and they say where can we extract wealth from and they look back in their own democracies yeah. And they look into them and they see, oh, shit, this is the richest country on earth. How do we begin to extract wealth from this country? Oh. And that's where I, I'm seeing, like, this speed up of communication and all of this information and these, like, uh, very specific nodes by which people communicate via the masses, like you and I on Instagram or yeah. who and who on Facebook. And we figure out, you know, 
how can we use those to begin to extract from within the cultures themselves, democratic cultures? And I think that's what we're facing now, is the same shit that stole, stole slaves mm-hmm. from, stole people, turned them into slaves from Africa. That same mentality is the same shit that's running like um, the world now, the Republican Party right now, mm-hmm. big tech is this idea that we'll just keep stealing wealth because if we make ourselves rich enough when we destroy the world by enriching ourselves, somehow this wealth will insulate us from it and we'll inherit a new Eden. This is actually what I think. You know what? Fuck, dude. Look, it's right here. Fallout shelters. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And we don't. I mean, like, there's yeah. just a lot of information. I don't have to get into it, but that is part of the narrative, right? Yeah. And yeah. and so exactly. that culture in itself is born out of this. Yeah. This fucking. Oh God, damn, dude. It. This is like. It's. It's just. It goes through. It travels through time. Yeah. But how it works, how it keeps duping people, is that it keeps shifting. Yeah. It keeps changing, and people are always trying to, like, you know, sort of dismantle it. And then they do dismantle it more. And you have, like, the 30s and 40s in America, and you still have Jim Crow, and it's still a mess. You know, it's like yeah. the complexity of it all, right? When you think it's also going well, if you look broadly enough, it may not be in some places. And and I guess you just try to not be well, no. and then also the a prison, slave. The prison system, right? I mean, all of these aspects, and, but I think but, mostly... But but uh, just to the f- point, like, that's kind of where Clinton kind of sold us out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, like the that, neoliberal so, agenda, yeah, one of yes. the great fallacies. It's, it's, it, it's yeah. so, so, so it, it is very, right now, I think there is a, a pretty distinct, like, the, like I was telling you before we started recording and, um, that like, I really had a hard time with voting emotionally because it was it brought up a lot of things yeah you know Mm -hmm. it brought up first of all a sense of not wanting to deal with it right second a confrontation of everything that's happening Mm -hmm. that i'm not necessarily on a day-to-day base taking on personally right yeah and then on top of that feeling on the two-sided edge right don't vote guilt right vote and vote for evils that you don't necessarily agree with right 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 and so it it's it was tough and then yeah. after that yeah getting taking the time to learn what you need to learn to vote the way that you want because right they 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 fucking you, yeah. you never know if voting yes or no is in line with the way it's worded so you have to sort of or if or if it'll even be counted. And then afterwards, like, I didn't even fucking look to see if the things that I voted for won or lost. Because I yeah. couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. You well, know? if you voted for Prop 10. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, the, the ones that I couldn't like, avoid. Where there's, where there's a perfect example of, like, why. Yeah. There are more renters than landlords in the state. Yeah. Why did that not pass? Yeah. But whatever, you know, and then you go forward. You're like, well, maybe we don't want to be free. I think people are actually not ready to be free. 
I think they are frightened of being free. And so they vote against well, Prop 10. Well, yeah, things like that. But what does freedom really mean? It like, means you... How do, how do people define freedom, right? Because I think that people feel like... Like, I think that you could also argue, not that I would take this argument, but I think that the idea of, you know, American will someday be rich someday, right? Mm-hmm. Which... Mm-hmm. I kind of still, I buy into that on some level, right? Oh, like, me too. Yeah, you know? That's the hope. That's the only <laughs> way now, right? It's, You're like, it's fucking, like, I will either someday be rich be better. or work for rich people. Yeah. Or I will be poor. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so, so like, I mean, that's a real fucking strong impulse, right? That's not, that, that's not a, um. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should vote against Prop 10. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying that. The idea that, is that soon that, enough you'll be a landlord. You're like on no, Tuesday I'm gonna win the lottery, so I'm gonna vote against this shit. I would say that <laughs> vote that freedom is defined differently by different people, and so people will vote even if they will like. I think that people will vote based on it goes to that uh, their that gut. Bo- it, it it's an identity politics thing, but it also like don't encroach on space versus give me services, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the other side of give me services is a sense of guilt. So like I think there's a moral defining of, I think that a lot of people voted against their own interest with that one. Like, when you say why, I don't think there's a lot of rich... I, I don't think that the majority no, I, of people that voted yes, for that... I, yeah. I know you know this. That's what I'm, I mean by slavery. Choosing yeah, a form so, of slavery. But but I think... Slavery that, being that, a long Yeah, absolutely. Word. It's a... No, uh, yes, we don't, we do, yes, we don't want to diminish <clears throat> that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, like, I think... Like, for example, just thinking about how difficult it was for me to reconcile my vote with what's available, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and But we've built that. We've fucking built that. And we now built, we need to rebuild it. I mean, we, that's just the reality. Oh, yeah. It's, all, it's, all, it's definitely... But I'm saying the, there's an interesting conversation about... Like, I think... And this is not to give him credit. I think Trump is a magician. Right, I think mm-hmm. Donald Trump is literally a magician, and I think I think that the thing that is interesting with what's happening with the climate change thing is that it's magic that's happening right there. Mm-hmm. There are people that are doing a ritual mm-hmm. of repeating something that's not true mm-hmm. and making it true for a lot for for the way that the economy works. And then there is the concept mm-hmm. of a ch- like within magic and occultism. There's a uh, or postmodern mm-hmm. occultism. There's mm-hmm. the concept of achievable reality. I think you're talking about hallucination, kind of. No, I think. Th- th- all right, so okay, so keep going. Sorry, so any more of it. So, um, what's happening is that there are people. Mm-hmm. That believe the world is a certain way. And you mm-hmm. have this guy that is pretty much just saying racist shit. Yeah. Right? And in that case, the magic is strong because the achievable reality is there. There are a lot of racist people that you can rile up. Yeah. 
whereas his magic is limited mm-hmm. in that the reality is that the world will end because of climate change if we don't do something about it. Well, it won't end. The world's huge. Well, I mean... The world is a rock as, in as, space. I mean, the Earth... People. The people, yes. Modern America, American life, you and me behind microphones. This in an luxury. <laughs> is gone. But it's, yeah. the world doesn't end. People continue. Yes, but and and the ones cannibalism, in the, the ones maybe in in the fallout in shelters, a little cannibalism <laughs> in between. But yeah, well, I mean that's how humanity has survived for years. Where are we? we, we no, you were talking about voting, and then no. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying Sorry. is about in terms of the magic thing, mm-hmm. right? The magic, right? So in there's a concept like postmodernist magic is essentially about. Self-deception. You're kind of talking about like Baudrillard and okay. like simulation, I... just how, how television, how these big um, collective visions that we behold become our reality. Yes. Rather, so the screens become realities and these things become realities rather than... The ritual, um, the sort of thing around. It. Well, the, it, it becomes the same thing. Yeah, it's ritual. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. essentially. Well, and, and and I'm like, it's I'm basically using arcane uh, uh, arcane um, terminology mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to describe like modern things because I think it can be kind of helpful, especially because I am like, there is a a whole movement of uh, it, it's basically chaos magic. Mm-hmm. I do think that there is an understanding of the of these things with like, like well, it's a whether power it's a structure, whether it's intuitive or not, right? Mm-hmm. There is an understanding about propaganda, and that that that's another term for it, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the idea of convincing people in a truth that they feel, and and the whole idea of confirmation bias, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Unfortunately, <laughs> that like that like that's basically what th- this is unintentional magic. This whole the 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 missile gap. It's paranoia. Mm-hmm. It's belief that people are coming after you. Mm-hmm. All of that shit is all like mm-hmm. it, it can all be broken down, and it yeah. becomes the truth. It right. becomes the reality, right? Yeah. And 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 it's it can be a tool for manipulation, yeah. like in terms with the 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 situation with Afghanistan, but overall, it's also self deception. So people legitimately fucking believe. Like I think that the CIA actually thinks that we're constantly under threat of attack because it's that thing. It's that it's that cameras are biased mm-hmm. towards taking pictures, which mm-hmm. is a throwback to that episode, right? Mm-hmm. That episode that you that you did. Yeah, the CIA that, that did, is biased towards towards protecting and feeling towards threatened. threats. It's it's yeah. biased towards yeah. finding threats. Yeah, and and so to justify its own existence, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it sort of needs to perpetuate this myth mm-hmm. and always be generating this problem, All right? Mm-hmm. And so, so that is. But this is very metaphysical now. What you're talking about, too. Well, I think that it. <sighs> I mean, it's both. 
I think it's metaphysical, but okay. So like with it, I mean, I haven't I mean, really done an episode on chaos magic, so I'm fra- I'm unfairly framing it within this construct that I'm starting to adopt. But basically, the idea. But it is, sounds also like you call it kind of quantum states or something. What do you well. mean? What's a quantum state? Like oh, just state? a state that hasn't been determined, and the way it's observed seems to affect also how it's. A, how yes. It's yeah. Determined. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like th- that like, sort of notion that the the consciousness and reality are not separate. Entities. Yes, exactly. You know, like embodied matter and what happens with embodied matter is not independent of what consciousness observes of it. Yes. Yeah. And but also to put it in like more personal terms, right? Um I'm assuming mm. as a thoughtful person who takes on the world the, the who internalizes the world, mm-hmm. you have been through periods where you haven't felt great let's call them depressive states without oh yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm being diplomatic and you're like let's dive in motherfucker yeah so when you are within that state you are existing within a reality of beliefs that don't necessarily reflect reality yes and so what i am trying to discuss here is uh, and like I've already put the iPad down because I think we're wrapping up. There's not we're yeah, not going to yeah, top yeah. this uh, level of uh, I- uh, interest for, yeah. for for this. But um, yeah, I think that yeah. you can really break down propagandistic. Like it's very easy to get caught up into these realities and to react to the fact that people have different realities. But even as mm-hmm. a liberal yourself, you have your own reality. Yeah. That yeah, you yeah, exist, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and that I'm biased. Yeah, And that biased. I'm fallible. Yeah, yeah. And that I'm also, yeah, part of everything that I dislike. And I, yeah. am, and I am intrinsically a part of the system that I am evaluating and it's hard yes. because my experience of that system is biased, right? Right. And so yeah. you have people like Elon Musk saying shit. I mean, this is old, but saying shit like, oh, yeah, I could totally see that we live. Or actually, I think the quote was, uh, I believe that we're in a simulation. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, because it's fucking great for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I fucking thought that I was in a simulation... Yeah. Like, it would be very easy to justify hurting myself, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and ending it, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fucking another mental reality trick. So, like, mm-hmm. not, and I don't want to get too dark to get into that, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, this is the gap. It's yeah. not just wealth gap. It's, it's... Well, but, but the gap, there's no gap then. It's just these polar opposites are the same. Sorry, go ahead. There's like this of the simulation or of the wealth gap or like this this sort of battle that you're you're talking about. Is mm-hmm. that where you were yeah, going? Yeah. The class battles or something like that? Yeah, well, I think that I guess to some extent I'm not I'm not validating the lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. I am identifying this cause of it, or I mean, whatever, that's grandiose. But I'm looking at like, mm-hmm. okay, instead of being emotional about like, fuck these rich people, because I mean, I feel that <laughs> like 99% right, right, of the right, time. Right, right, right. But the idea is like... I made them they, rich. No, and not just that. I, I choose uh, we to make are them all rich. part of a construct. Uh, we are all part of a construct, right? Like, yes. for example, I made a decision yeah. to be an artist. But it's real, the construct. 
the construct is definitely real, but within your subset of the construct, mm-hmm. you are... Um, <clears throat> You are insulated from access to the things that would require empathy. That that would you would have to be able to access. Like that's what the whole check your privilege thing is, right? And that's like because basically, the idea being that you can't fucking understand what a black person's experience is like. Mm-hmm. You can't. I can't understand what your experience is like, ver- mm-hmm. it, whereas mm-hmm. you can't understand mine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then there's class involved, and so you know that like not everybody has access to nuclear technology. Not everybody yeah, we is all part of the. Made it. Yeah, we all we, made it. We don't. Yeah, but not everybody is there at the decision making process. Not everybody is there. Is part no, of that but mechanism. We, but we all can change it. I mean, that this is. No, no, no. These I, are all that, the ironies. Of that's this exactly situation. my point. That's exactly my point. So yeah. there is this belief structure that exists because it's insulated, and we have this idea that. We can't access it because it is insulated from us or it's inaccessible in certain but, uh, ways. But it is us. It is us, but I'm saying... It what, is us. I mean, yeah, we are a single thing. Yes, but... At some but, point... But those people... But, but here's where those beliefs come become a problem. Those people believe that those? we're unnecessary and they can afford to just okay, get into so you, a fallout shelter. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The, the billionaire class. Yeah. But they're mentally ill. Uh, so... You have to just sort of start to ignore them, ostracize them. You have to stop shopping on Amazon. You have to stop oh, yeah, yeah. buying shit. You have to start buying shit from your friends. I mean, that's how you deal with them. They're actually really flimsy, the billionaire class, in a way. Well, they're they're more super us, yeah. fragile. Yeah, yeah. We think like that they think that the only way to survive is to kill us. And or or somehow create an event where they position themselves so that they can inherit like the Eden of the Earth, perhaps or something. No. And it, they're paranoid and insecure. And I think what we need is like just a sort of peer-to-peer economy. So when money exchanges from one of us to another, it goes from one of us to another. Rather than going first through Amazon or first through but then Uber there's that, or but then there's that achievable reality Walmart element, right? Yeah, because, but but, because but it happens. But it happens because the billionaire class just stops giving anything back. Yeah, they they, they like they reach a point where they cross a threshold, and that's why they call it like the the event, like where we've stolen so much from the collective that the collective gets hungry. And is willing to die. No. As soon as we're willing to die, they have no power. They just have none. If you walk out your door and you're willing to die, it doesn't matter what the billionaire tells you to do. No. You be- you, you're trying to survive. And you're looking for basic human decency. And, and they've denied it. And that's, you know, that's the reality 
Uh, and we just got to try and get there together in a way where we don't kill each, each other. other. Yeah. You know, because it's just them. They, they just need to be ostracized. They're mentally ill, and somehow we've given them all the power. Like, Trump is not a magician. He's mentally ill. Yeah, no. More than I a magician, he's mentally ill. Maybe it's I, the same I, thing. Th th I don't yeah, know. No, I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Okay, well, anyways, that's beside the argument. Because, no, because... Uh, and, 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 this, and, and I know that, like, I think in terms of magic... Mm -hmm. It's and if you're like magic well, it's like is a, a demon, magic man. is it's like a dark no magic is about metaphor spell. right like postmodernist magic is about metaphor well, right and so so what is powerful about him is like dude nobody has ever been able to get away with the shit that he does. Yeah, and, but, and but it's, it's because it, of corporate greed. It's because during well, two thousand sixteen. News organizations said, well, whatever Trump is, he's great for ratings. Yeah. What I'm saying <laughs> is that I don't think of him as omnipotent. No. I don't think of him as invulnerable. I think of him as a practitioner of reality alteration. Reality TV. Yeah. I think of him as a... like. What, yeah, but there's the still there's, the real world out there. Yes, but look he's at, a sick puppy. Even if he's good at what he does and the machine supports I'm not him, saying, he's a no, sick no, no, puppy. You're not. You're not getting what I'm saying. I am getting what you're saying. No, I don't think that he is a powerful magician. I think that this is an example. Like for example, um, but what? But the pain and agony that's being inflicted. The, the, the destabilization that's like the sorcery the, the, but that's so you equate like magic with malevolence not necessarily well see that's I what i mean that's I where i'm like i feel like he's a sick puppy because i think he's a lot a of people are magicians yeah you know, like fucking Jimi hendrix let's say well, and we're know. all magicians that's how we have consciousness in a way we've created something you know well okay here's how i define magic in mm -hmm. in this in this oh well, good luck it, no within With within defining this, magic no it's ritual mm -hmm. creates belief creates reality well but, but there's still like cold water regardless of what you think I mean and then that's where the dunk a bucket of so and cold that, water and then so that's where the achievable reality comes feel. in so that's where so right there let's stay in this space so mm -hmm. that's where the climate science denial, it makes, it generates a reality that people exist in. Yeah. For people out there mm -hmm. that are incentivized by money and whatnot, and that Greed. are probably not worried. Insecurity, fear. And, and yeah. are not, and are probably not going to live to see the world get really that fucked up and maybe have more, you know, Yeah, no, ideas. I mean, but. So, I'm, so I'm not saying. I, so so this... I agree with all the symptoms and I agree kind of with the causes. But I think at this point, like, aren't we stuck with what we have and we need to actually as humans, as members of a greater community, just start talking in terms of like viable ways out? I mean, isn't that what's well, but... really important right now? But I think that what like ends I... up happening is that we keep getting into this cycle, right? Because 
Well, the, we, yeah. So, 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 like, what do we need to get out of that cycle? I think we need to start we need composting to, and community gardening and shit like that. I, I think get that what would bring I people get, together. So, just soil, play and dirt together. It's really simple. Stuff like that. How would you make that a ritual reality that hunger? People... <laughs> what I'm talking about. Okay, I mean so, that'll do it. So here's what I'm saying. Like hunger'll do it. Where's the talking point? that is going to really fucking get people fired up about that. Because that's what I'm talking about. What these people have it, it's, is, it's, the, is the ritual, the mm-hmm. verbal ritual, mm-hmm. the repeating of lie after lie after lie, yeah. and the denying the truth. That's where the ritual comes. Yeah. So if you do that ritual enough, yeah. you create a space yeah. where... People can point to people that say this shit. And then you can also add... So the fake news element, this is not Mm -hmm. new. He is a new fascist. Hopefully within the structure of our country, we have protections against him eventually becoming... Mm -hmm. And I think we do because Mm -hmm. he's very unpopular. Is he going to get voted out? I don't fucking know. We didn't think he was going to get voted in. Yeah. So we got to be very careful about that. But then here's the other thing that I'm saying about his ability to create reality. He is entirely changed from now on until forever what the precedents, I mean, not until forever, until people forget, until generations forget, the precedents that this guy is setting as to what presidential decorum is, right? Yeah. Are, are, this yeah. is where he is a sorcerer. This is where this is magic. This is this is hyper normalization as defined by well, that so documentary. Hitler was a magician too. Absolutely. Yeah. He was a very and he believed in well, occultism. We're just talking about like sort of a celebrity or a power over large numbers of people. I. I mean, that's what Hitler, no, because, Jimi Hendrix, no, Bob Marley, Jimmy, no, but Donald those, Trump. I would separate. Mm. I because I would separate like I would say Mick that Jagger. Hitler was more of a reality TV star as well, right? I would say that these people, mm-hmm. what is the product they're generating, right? Like untruth, exactly. They're generating For, lies. But but is Jimi Hendrix necessarily generating lies? No, but I I guess you were just saying magician. I mean, I think of someone. As a magician, I think I no, I don't think I don't know. I, I don't know what I, to think of a magician as. I'm, I I I know that this is like a terminology that's out of like the lexicon. This is this is a subculture of occultism, right? That right. I'm that I'm slowly getting into and mm-hmm. that I'm introducing right now for the purposes of this conversation. Yeah. But I think that understand like within chaos magic, there's this idea of. Um, the psychological model. And that's one that... Like, Chaos Magic gets fucking crazy. Basically, what it is, is the idea that you can... It's, what makes it postmodernist magic is that you can adopt any... Any school. Like, if I... It, it, to whatever... To suit whatever purposes. The point is, as long as you deceive yourself. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of self-deception involved mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. all of this process. So when I say mm-hmm. in terms of magic mm-hmm. is... Lying to yourself to the point where you fucking believe yeah. it's the truth. Yeah. And if you do that, it is yeah. the truth. Yeah. Like there are people that believe in God mm-hmm. to whom God is real. Right. 
regardless of whether yeah. it's objectively true. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that I guess we yeah, can stop there. Yeah, and I there. think Trump does that aspect. If you're going to talk, put it sorry, back. and I, and Trump does have that aspect. So so anyway, so but like not to not to not to break this. I kind of sucks that we ended up on Trump. No, no. I think, I, but I think it's a part of the broader discussion because this is about the nuclear age, right? Yeah. Like that reality, that hopefulness about the future, and that's a cyclical, uh, right? Uh, cyclical. Mm-hmm ritual that we do as a society Mm -hmm. where we get involved in these ideas of like these technologies that will save us and again referencing that tragedy that interview on uh on um abe lincoln's top hat which is the podcast Mm -hmm. uh he this guy was saying that there are children who are developing humpbacks because of the way that they hunch over their phones Mm -hmm. and and have to look at them Mm -hmm. uh and it calcifies something in the in in the their spine mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm repeating someone else's information, yeah. but yeah. like, but literally, we are getting to the point where our bodies are changing because of this technology. Young kids are getting humps that they're never going to be able to get rid of mm-hmm. because of the way that they're interacting and looking down at these screens, and it's just fucking crazy. So that's, that's a ritual. That's, see, that's where uh, Google that, and Facebook. Should help them because but the, they've they're but that's the a, pusher. But that's the rich and Apple. But that's a ritual yeah. that is literally altering reality in a physical sense. Right, right. And we're evolving. Well, of you course, know. of course. I mean, if you're a drug dealer, you can ruin people's lives. Absolutely. But that's not magic. That's just brutality. That's it's brutality, man. We're, no, we're not under some spell. He doesn't. He's just brutal. I think and that, people I, are f- lying to themselves. I think that it's, magic in the postmodernist maybe sense, it is it's, magic. I don't no, know. I don't want to argue whether whether it's not magic or not. But it is brutal, right? Oh, absolutely. We can agree with that. And but I magic, do magic believe, can be brutal. I do believe everything is brutal to some degree. Being a vegetarian is brutal. You're eating yeah. plants. I mean. You know, plants are alive. You're killing plants and eating them. There's a brutality in that. But, you know, we we tend to empathize more with things that are living. So, you know, or I'm sorry, animals. Um, But but they're there for that, though. But I guess the the point, yeah, well, for carnivores, it's it's part of just the, the only thing you can eat has to be alive. You can't eat inorganic things. There there's no nutrition, even oil, even petro oil is fossilized ancient death. Yeah. And really old flesh and plant matter. It's wickedly <laughs> which, composted. If and you we're writing a Which comic is a book. weird... You want to talk about magic yeah. and a weird spell? Try a civilization that's built itself on ancient death. Yeah. Like, what kind of weird karma does and how that can, how can we? How can we have any expectation other than where we're headed? Well, you 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 <laughs> hope that like you enjoy your life in a in a in a world that's imperfect. No, 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 no. I'm know? not. And I'm that not. you are decent to people, and you notice systems that are taking advantage oh, of you. I'm enjoying it right now by having this conversation. In the like, very I, this least, this doesn't bum me out. Yeah, yeah. To to not engage with it, 
except when really necessary. And, and right now, our sense of necessary is mostly still convenience. But as our sense of necessary gets pushed closer and closer to what is actually necessary, we'll be able to become closer and closer to the truth yeah. of what's happening and how we need to change. And that's okay. That's part of growth, man. It's a, it's a period of enormous potential for growth. Yeah. And well, I think and that's I, I what think, we need but, to focus on. And so to tie in the metaphorical magic sh- sh- speak that I'm saying is like, yeah. it is about creating your own fucking reality, you know? And, and I think and sharing it, it with others yeah, and, and, and checking in and seeing like, does this make sense for all of us? Yeah, is this a survivable a, future? Are we having fun? Yes. Like if we have so many tools and toys that have divorced us from like, going around and looking for food. Yeah. Uh, are we enjoying this? Because really what we're left with are these unbelievable, amazing things that we've built for ourselves. The question is, how do we use them? Yeah. To, and, and to make our life nicer, not necessarily more plentiful or, you know, it's just to, to be happier and to be, be able to survive and imagine a future. And I think that's what we need to remember. It's actually quite simple right now is to remember that we want a happier future and we can choose that. Yeah. And we need to look at the things that we do that are, that are making it difficult for that to happen. I mean, we have a climate change and we're driving cars around. Like mm-hmm. you can stop driving a car. You can stop eating meat. That but makes cities, big differences. But our cities are designed to right. make you dependent so, on So cars. people still have jobs. and But as the system continues to... Cl- like, as a depression comes, people no longer can drive across town, but they still need to find a way to survive. And I think we still can do it. Like, we have a long way to go towards sustainability and being okay still. We just need to start... Um, contracting in some way a Mm. little bit of a contraction until we get back on track you know and this desperation for eternal growth it just it will self-adjust because so much of it is speculative like the Mm. market right now is so incredibly speculative that it won't take much of a disturbance for an enormous amount of wealth to disappear but doesn't it always disappear disappear, upwards it disappears at the bottom yeah yeah, because the upper parts don't feel it as much, yeah. right? You go from being three hundred billion to three hundred million. It's not a big deal. But if your and my bank account goes down a thousand fold, yeah. it's a very, very different morning. Well, I actually, I don't think theirs goes down at all. I think ours goes into theirs. Well, but whatever <laughs> happened? No, I mean money is devalued. You yeah. you have twenty two trillion, and everybody wakes up, and you have seven trillion, and you say, oh my god, what? happen to the market i mean just trillions of dollars will disappear overnight. but as that, but as that value gets rebuilt it doesn't get rebuilt in our accounts it gets rebuilt. well but at some point it's going to go to a point where you're going to have a depression and you're going to have a real change of how people act in do you have culture. a prediction about what year that is i'm not going to predict that but i'm just going to say like patterns have shown that will happen mm-hmm. and i think we're getting close to that okay or we're getting close to some very weird like future where we're no longer 
we lose a lot of our intellectual and cultural heritage and become the hunchback that you were talking about or some weird dystopian future. But I don't want to lose all of that richness. And being an artist, I'm hopeful. Yeah. And, and so I think let's stop feeding that monster that would create that. And let's create a peer-to-peer economy. Amazon is killing us. Facebook is killing us. But as a They're consumer... trying to extract wealth out until there's an event. And obviously, there are a lot of people who need things to be that cheap because they are that poor. Let them have Amazon. They can use it. But the re- there's still a lot of people who have a decent amount of money that don't need to save money on every single transaction they make. They can lose a little money to help support something that isn't part of the monopoly. And that's yeah. my call right now. Oh, okay. Like if I have a call to make out to people is that if you have excess money, use it to support things that are not these giant corporations. But, the, but, but and so the reason that these companies get away with it, and again, this is from that guy that I've mentioned before that mm-hmm. uh, spoke to some of the stuff mm-hmm. that you were saying... Um, you know what, dude? (laughs) We're done. (laughs) We're done. I'm exhausted. But but basically, (laughs) I, what I want to pinpoint is the distinction in, in what we're talking about. Because I don't think we disagree. No, we don't. But. I'm just trying to be optimistic. And I am trying to be optimistic too. What I am trying to do is think in terms of what is powerful about what these people are doing. Oh yes. And and what like for yeah. example, yeah, this show is magic, right? Mm-hmm. This is a ritual. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it's magic because it's good. I'm just saying there has been a reality that I have created simply by showing up, inviting mm-hmm. people. The ritual yeah. is. Sending people the same email, yeah. essentially, yeah. saying, hey, come do the show. I'm interested in talking mm-hmm. about whatever mm-hmm. you're interested in talking about. Yeah. So that is a ritual. And it, out of that, I have established a network. I've established relationships. And then mm-hmm. I've luckily managed to squeak out some sort of people to even listen to it, which right. is something that I wasn't even, <laughs> you know. But that reality has literally changed my reality. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that this is not like everybody can be a magician and you can use these tools. Yeah, of, so these we're tools saying the same pro- thing. We're saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's helpful to think of it in terms of this. What this person is doing is very simple old occultism. Yeah. You make people believe in something. Yeah. And that takes a lot of the emotional, you know, it's it's metaphor and it takes a lot. Okay, this motherfucker is being racist and he's activating people and that shit hurts me on a very personal level. Because I look like some of the motherfuckers. I look like a Hispanic person and I look like a um Muslim person. Well, and it's also <laughs> if we're all one people, it's despicable behavior. Well, but I mean, not even think, my own skin color uh, in the equation. But but you I think I think that think that's of, that that's where it's a universal liberals, crime. But I think that that's where liberals are getting lost because they're like, this is a, a just unacceptable, awful. But there are people that respond to that. 
and right. dismissing them. What he has done, and here's the true power of what he's done, is he's made them, their existence acceptable in society. Right. That is true fucking wizardry. That is true. Like, I mean, in the metaphorical yeah. sense, that is magic. And we can learn from these things. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times what the Democrats do is nothing near as powerful in terms of getting people... To believe even the fucking truth. Well, to because, repeat the truth enough. Well, because the Democrats have become the greater lie. Yeah. Because they say they're the party of the people, but they've gone so far to the corporate powers yeah. that they're incoherent. Whereas the Republicans made a more coherent transition to being the party of power. Yeah. It makes slightly more sense. And the Democrats are like... The suppression of Bernie Sanders was the nail in the coffin for yeah. the Democrats. Because it's like, actually, here you had a Democrat who was uh, like a Roosevelt Democrat. Yeah. You know, actually moved to the right. Like, he was way more right-wing than Roosevelt, even. But mm. but because people are no longer alive, they don't even... Remember, that, yeah. There's no sense of that. There's the reality that you're talking about, that people that is manufactured, the manufactured realities, like Chomsky, right? Well, he, the, and these notions that they're manufactured for us to in, inhabit, like templates. Here's the the thing that's fucking interesting too, because a lot of the American sense of, and I guess we should wrap up pretty soon, but the American sense of freedom is one that was born out of the... Uh, I forget what it is. It's an R word. It's not the restoration. It's not the... And, uh, Reparations? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's the... Uh, it, okay. Uh, anyway, so the idea of... Um, Privacy is very much tied into this like Clive and Bundy style idea of don't don't tread on me, don't encroach on my mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. Without privacy, that doesn't exist. And for the longest time, we've had more of that. Uh, there, I think the American way of thinking of freedom is called negative freedom, according to Isaiah Berlin. And mm-hmm. then there's positive freedom, which is more of like the healthcare debate freedom. The I have like. Thinking of freedom in terms of if I have health care, I am free to not have to fucking work my ass off to make money so that I can pay for health care. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and so those are the two distinctions. Mm-hmm. But what seems to be happening is that privacy is become is going away, and so is the financial uh, independence to have that level of privacy and we might mm-hmm. be getting back into this feudal state. So a lot of, yeah. so it's just this fucking weird transition that we're yeah. in where yeah. reality is changing externally. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and, and these, uh, this, it's almost like, uh, these things, these ideas that of, of individuality they're actually at risk of being gone, yeah, you know, yeah. in, a, in a very re- real sense, because yeah. we're no longer empowered by our own labor. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, your thought, I will let you finish up because I think we could just keep fucking going on. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I finish up by saying, yeah, I, I do agree with that. It's yeah. a strange time to be alive and, and trying to imagine a future. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, fuck, man. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I hope you heavily edit that, man. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'm pretty sure my reputation the, might the, be destroyed after the only thing my we're at risk of <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the only thing we're at risk of is uh, sounding stupid, not offensive. I I'm pretty okay. sure. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all right. All right. I am stupid. <laughs> <laughs> As am I. <laughs>